Welcome to what is probably the final Founders Forward fundraising episode. We're back with Jonathan. It's December 10th. If we rewind to two weeks ago, I believe they had the juice had 1.5 or 2 million on the table, a couple term sheets in hand. So Jonathan, where are we at? And where's, where's it looking like the round is going to land? Yeah, it's looking like we're going to close a uh, $2 million seed round led by our friends at High Alpha. We had a few other term sheets we evaluated. Um, nothing was uh, quite as um, advantageous for us in the business as the, the High Alpha term sheet. So we went with that one. Uh, we are going to, uh, we actually just did a first close yesterday. Uh, and we're going to do a second close here at the start of January. Happy to talk about that a little bit. But we're rounding out the round with some angels a few other institutional investors, and we'll probably close right around $2 million in this season. Awesome. Round. Congrats again. I know we talked about this last week, but that is awesome. Huge accomplishment. I'd love to just the thought process behind doing the second close in January. It sounds like there's some economic incentives behind that and whatnot. Yeah, we're uh, headquartered in Indianapolis, and there is a venture capital tax credit uh, for investors. Um, Indiana is actually out of it, though, for 2021. Um, so for our local institutional investors, as well as our local angels, there's some serious economic advantages to doing a second close in January with all of them, letting them get that tax credit. Um, and so we're, we're structuring the round to do that. It, it's been uh, interesting learning about that. It's, it's really a great benefit uh, we have here in Indiana, and I assume other states have something very similar. Um, and our, again, High Alpha is actually uh, pushing the state to create more credits so that that doesn't happen in the future. Obviously, a lot of activity happens at the end of the year or kind of the, the Q3, Q4 timeline. So it's a kind of a bummer to have those run out uh, on that same time frame. So uh, hopefully in the future, that's something that gets fixed. But for now, we're just going to work around it. And uh, that'll be better for, like I said, our, our local angels and investors involved in this round, uh, letting them take advantage of that. Awesome. Yeah, that is. Super interesting. Something I guess I didn't realize because you'll see the headlines. It's like or the timeline of a company raising, it'll be a couple million dollars. And then three or four months later, they tack on like another million. Is that going to be at the same terms or? Yeah. Yep. It will be. So it's really, um, it's really just strictly for that tax credit okay. purposes. And we, we talked to everybody involved. We could have closed. Um, before the end of the year. Um, we just want to kind of let our investors uh, take advantage of that opportunity. Cool. That makes a bunch of sense. Are those then, so angels coming on, are those strategic or just like smaller checks where it was kind of could round out where you could? A little bit of both. So some um, I would like personal network, but personal network from relevant industries. So from the SaaS and tech space, um, Eric, my co-founder and I both have some former colleagues or mentors um, that are participating. Uh, and then High Alpha has a navigators network, which is executives across companies they've invested in or are involved in. Um, and some individuals from the marketing scene there as well. So a little bit of randomness, a little bit of uh, um, personal network, as well as like some uh, marketing insight as well. Awesome. And honor, you don't have to share this if you don't want to, but what is the smallest check size you were willing to take? Uh, uh, 20, 25K. Okay. Uh, awesome. Most, most of the angels came into that, uh, a few potentially larger than that that we're talking to. Some of that is dependent on the tax credit and kind of 
closing timeline. So um, another reason to wait until they can get that credit. Got it. Yeah. Cause I know Elizabeth Yin, who's um, the founder of the hustle fund, she's <laughs> big on if anyone's willing to write a thousand dollar check, take it. But it seems like a point of contention where it's from the founder perspective, that could be more work or you're, you're updating these investors. And if they're trying to be like a backseat driver and they only have a thousand dollars in there. It is. That's something like I've thought about a lot. Uh, there's the, in our network, there's the infamous story of exact target taking $5,000 checks initially. And uh, what those turned into, I think there's a neighborhood somewhere around where Scott Dorsey lived that has a lot of pools now. Um, <laughs> but uh it, it is a lottery ticket for a lot of people. Right. And that was something I actually asked Scott Dorsey about early on. Like, you know, what did you, what did you tell those people? Like, because there's, there's, that's the, that's the success story, right? Like your maybe friends, family that give you those really small checks. Like the, the good outcome is obviously great, but like, it also sucks to lose your friends or family's money. Right. If everything goes to zero and he's like, that's what you have to tell them. You have to like, only give me this check if you're okay with planning on it going to zero. Uh, it yeah. is truly a lottery ticket. So we, we didn't take on any lottery tickets in this round, but um, I, that, that is a good conversation for a lot of founders to think through. And I, I would agree that anybody that believes in you and is willing to give you money, I think that's a somebody you want kind of in your corner. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, you do have to be super thoughtful with when it, especially if it's like a friend or family or yeah. So, by the way, you're probably going to lose all this. You could lose all this. Right. Um, so, interesting. Yeah, I just wanted to hit on that, like the PR behind it now. So, that is, especially I feel like the last year, it's been just huge where it's headline, headline, round, $5 million round, $20 million. What is any thought process behind the PR or do you guys have any plan for that? So, I my background's marketing. Uh, prior to starting the juice, I was at a... Um, software, another software company in the healthcare space. Uh, and I shared with you before this call, we actually raised a uh, $10 million plus round there. And we actually didn't announce it. We let the news kind of announce it, but we didn't announce it. Um, I, and I don't know if it's that experience or just, I don't know, maybe I'm old and crotchety or maybe it's the Midwesterner in me, but um, like, you know, I, there are certainly newsworthy items in fundraising, but I, at the same time, like software companies aren't in the business of raising money. And sometimes I think that gets lost, like, you know, the headline about valuations or how much you raised. Um, so it kind of a personal, not a hill I'll die on, but uh, just kind of a personal preference there that, uh, you know, we'd rather let the headlines be something other than just straight raising capital. So uh, what we're going to do as a team is in January, February, once the second close is done, once we kind of have the, the, uh, fiscal year 21 in the rear view, uh, we're going to do a momentum release around revenue growth, user growth, which we're really proud of over the last year, and also that we've raised funds. So instead of letting that be kind of the headline, uh, we're going to let the headlines be what we're in the business of, which is connecting marketers with content consumers, celebrate both those things, and then show how that's led to us leading or raising a successful round of capital. Um, and I'm, that's not to say in the future, you know, we won't have a big series A or series B announcement, but um, you know, right now we just want to keep our head down on, on the business. And I am really excited now that fundraising is close to being behind us to getting back at more in the business. Even this week, my, my bandwidth freed up a little bit because I didn't have as many investor meetings or calls. And it was just, it was, it was really refreshing to work uh 
on the business a little bit. And so I'm excited for that. And that's uh, kind of what we're going to center the announcement around. Yeah. Love that thought process. I think a lot of companies get in the mindset where it's, oh, if you have to go raise and then you're, and it is, it makes sense. The only external benchmark you really have as a private company is those headlines. So you can get pigeonholed and it's, oh, we have to be doing, we have to go raise this huge series A. Once again, congratulations on raising around. It's a huge accomplishment. It's so hard, so hard to do. So few founders can pull it off. I'm going to miss the Friday morning calls. I was actually looking this morning at when our first recording was, which was, I think, late August. So about three, three and a half months ago. And I think in the very first one, we talked about the timeline is right around five months from like research to closing the round. Sounds like it'll be right in the middle of that somewhere. Um, So it's good to see that data backs up, which God, that has to feel like forever when, when you're in the middle of that. You said August, I'm sitting here like counting on my fingers how many months ago it was. It was like, it's crazy. It it moves like it, I mean, it just, the, it moves very fast and it's all fluid throughout the entire process. Um, It is just crazy kind of, I understand now, like, uh, kind of, you know, I, we may even talk about like, you kind of manage it like a sales process. There's even like what you do. I think some of the mechanics are the same, but, um, it is, it is just even more fluid than kind of, uh, you know, getting a contract signed. Um, it's, it's been a wild ride. I've learned a lot. Uh, and I know this isn't the intent of this podcast, but truly like visible made the process that much less, um, mysterious, uh, which was really good, uh, made managing it that much easier. Uh, and I've, I've really enjoyed these conversations as well. Awesome. That's going to be an audio clip we share everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Um, but awesome. Thanks again, Jonathan. Um, excited to see where you guys are headed with the, uh, money in the bank now, what 2022 looks like, and we will talk soon. Sounds good, Matt. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good one.